Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode seven of our Freedom to Coach podcast. So Gemma and I are here today, and we're a little bit excited about today's topic. Um, it's something we've wanted to talk about for a while, which is called toxic positivity. Now, according to the Googles, toxic positivity is the belief that everyone should be positive all the time, regardless of difficulties, tragedy, or hardship. And The reason we wanted to talk about this is because I had an experience recently where I had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a breakdown, a bit of a cry when I got together with some friends Um, because, you know, life, I mean, a lot of us, I'm not, but a lot of other people are living in COVID land and, you know, life's just a bit difficult and the weather's a bit grey and miserable and, you know, I mean, regardless of COVID anyway, if it wasn't there, life can be tough, right? Exactly. We know that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just having a really tough week and had a little bit of a cry and all I really, really wanted was just for someone to pat me on the back and go, you poor thing. And what I got instead was positive mindset, positive mindset. You've got to oh, think about this positively. Oh, well, you need to be, to have more gratitude. You need to flip this around and how can you think about this positively and, you know, mm. all of that sort of thing. And honestly, I had been doing all of that for myself anyway. You know, being a coach, I know I've got the toolbox full of tools to help turn things around. But At this point in time, I just really wanted just to feel miserable just for a small period of time. And I was talking to Gemma about this and, you know, we're talking about the importance of experiencing your emotions. And in a way, toxic positivity encourages people just to bottle up and push down their emotions oh, I can't Mm -hmm. express that because then they'll think I'm a negative person or, Mm. you know, all that sort of thing. So we just wanted to have this episode so we can talk a bit more about this and how we see it and how some different people and different traditions and that sort of thing sort of approach life and the difficulties and, you know, that life is up and down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's so interesting because yeah, when you think of all of, you know, the the pursuits, you know, and it's like we're always everyone everyone will say, I want you to be happy, I want you to be happy, you should be happy, you need to be happy, you need to find what makes you happy, the pursuit of happiness, like all of that constantly, constantly. We're so bombarded that we should be happy. And if we're not happy, then something's gone wrong. Mm. And I know for me personally, you know, I feel as though, oh, well, something is wrong because I'm not happy at the moment. But when I really thought about it, it's like, do you, 
Do you actually honestly want to be happy 100% of your life? And so many people will say yes. And then I'm like, no, really think about it. For example, your best friend passes away, right? Do you want to be happy about that? Probably not. Mm. Right. But when you think about it realistically, but you actually don't want to be happy 100% of the time. Why would you want to be happy when, you know, you want to be feeling pain or loss or sad for whatever reason? Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. Yeah. And the thing is too, like, you know, to be able to experience, like we've all heard this, to be able to experience life's highest highs, you also have to be mm. willing to experience the lowest lows because, if you don't yeah. experience the yeah. lows, then how do you know where the highs are? You know, how do you come to appreciate the difference mm-hmm. and the flow of life? Like how do you know when, oh, this is amazing, this is awesome, if you haven't experienced the opposite? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I get, like for, for your example, at the start of the episode when you really just wanted to be able to feel you know, toughness and let it out. And I I get that, you know, be positive all the time. And I get that you can see things from different, you know, angles and glass half full and all of that. And um, But sometimes you just want to feel some sad, Mm. right? You just want to let it out and you want that to be accepted. You want people to, yeah. Just feel it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel disappointment. It's okay to feel loss. So, you know, instead of trying to always push it away. Absolutely. And I think as coaches, it's so important to realise that and to respect that with your clients. You know, if someone comes Mm. to you and they're really low about something, that doesn't necessarily mean that they want the session to turn it around, that they want to leave the session high and happy and all good. Sometimes it's really, really good just to allow whatever the feeling Mm -hmm. is, to just Mm -hmm. sit in it, be with it, experience it. Because, again, we don't want to push it down because pushing it down just means it's going to pop up somewhere else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it quite af- quite often it can express itself as a sickness. You know, it, you mm-hmm. could put it down and it comes back out as a headache or a stomachache or if you do it long term it could, you know, here's me talking about chronic illnesses, but it could manifest itself further down the line as a chronic illness because as you have said to me a number of times, Gemma, it is all just energy in the body. And the energy needs to go somewhere. Energy needs to be able to yeah. flow in and out. And if you're stopping that energy from flowing out, then it's going to look for other ways to show itself. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's so incredibly interesting. And I remember when I first started, you know, looking into the work of all of this and feelings and I'm like, Ick. <laughs> what? Feeling, I was raised that feelings are not allowed, you know. Uh, you don't feel, you just do and you just get on with life and don't feel, right? Feeling's not a thing. Hmm. 
But when you think about it, like as creatures, we know we were given feelings for a reason, right? We know it's, it's you know, feelings drive actions or inaction. So obviously we were given, you know, if you want to look at it as negative or positive, we were given, you know, all sets of emotions to feel for a reason, you know, and the so-called negative ones that may drive us to inaction, you know, of course we were given those for a reason of, of survival. So, you know, back in the day, obviously they were to cause some kind of inaction to protect us in that way, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's so interesting to me when uh, I started this work and it's like, what feel feelings? What do you mean? Why would I want to do that? But it really is to experience all parts of life. You know, and let me tell you, stopping the, you know, all the suppressing of feelings that we do. Uh, and, you know, if you come within the life coach school, you will know that of buffering. Um, to stop all of that and actually feel, it's very challenging. It is. <laughs> you know, and you're like, this is what feelings actually feel like. Wow. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like I think as children we are just naturally able to feel our feelings. We'll have a tantrum, we'll yeah. cry, we let it all out, and then yeah. you, know, you watch the toddler, <laughs> the toddler who had yeah. a big screaming, crying fit, Matt, and throws themselves on the floor, and then they get over yeah. it and they sit up and they yeah. struggle a bit and they wipe the snot off their face and then they're off doing the next thing. It's like they mm-hmm. feel it, they express it, they get through it, they get on with it. But somewhere we as adults, I think, have been taught not to do that. And so because I was thinking yeah. about this today, this morning actually, it's like, you know, we've gone from that toddler who is awesome at expressing their feelings to these adults that are like, oh, expressing feelings is really hard and I don't know how to do it. And, you know, it's like yeah. I just find it really amusing being something that we were just naturally so good at and now as adults it's like we have to retrain ourselves and relearn how to feel our feelings and express our feelings in a healthy way. I'm not suggesting we throw ourselves on the floor in a supermarket and have a tantrum or, you know, a crying fit. Why not? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like an awesome idea. But, you know, yeah, it just it really does blow my mind that something kind of happens, I think, in our middle years mm-hmm. where absolutely just get- it becomes unacceptable yeah. to feel, you know, obviously not in a tantrum kind of way, but it's just, yeah, it's unacceptable to, to feel a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, so many times I just, I feel, I don't know, for example, I feel sad today and, you know, I'm happy to get on with my day and still do life and do everything, but I kind of just want to feel sad and I want that to be okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely. You know? Um, when I was I was talking to you, Gemma, earlier this morning about, I was reading the book The 5am Club and I thought, mm, 5 a.m. is a bit early for me. Let's try the 6 a.m. club. And so for three days last week from Wednesday to Friday, I got up at 6 a.m. and I sort of followed the um, the process outlined for the book. I don't do 20, 20, 
20 though I do 30 30 30 because I like to think so it kind of makes the thinking and writing bits a bit longer but I tried that for three days and then I hit the weekend and I was absolutely exhausted like it was too much for me coming you know to grips with how my body has changed now I have this new chronic condition um yeah, I just hit the weekend and went, okay, 6 a.m. is not going to happen. And then I started to get really frustrated and really sad. It's like, oh, man, I used to be able to get up at 5 a.m. and, you know, go to the gym or I used to get up in summer when the sun came up, which was like around 5 a.m. and go for a walk or whatever. And I just felt really sad that my body won't let me do that anymore. And instead of you know pushing it down and going oh well I'll just you know that's just how life is let's just get on with it I just sat with it for a while Mm. and you know once you express feelings and you sit with them they do just it's almost like they just evaporate Mm. you know if you give them the time and the space then they're going to move on or you're going to move on from them rather than, absolutely, you know, pushing them down and making them a big thing and having them recur constantly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's, I guess it's about resisting. Um, yeah. I remember my, my old boss uh, <laughs> back, in, back in the day, she called me um, Mount Vesuvius. And it's because she's like, you're like a volcano because I used to just suppress, right? Mm-hmm. And I would suppress and I would suppress and I would, it would bubble and bubble and bubble and then I would just bit my guts, oh, really? right? You know? Yeah. And I would lose my absolute bananas. Um, and it's because, yeah, I used to just push away and push away and push away and... All that did was, yeah, just create havoc, you know. And if I had just felt what I was feeling, sat with it, processed it, then, yeah, I guess you, what, move on to the next feeling, Mm. you know. And then, yes, that feeling may come back, but it's not the same feeling. It's come from something else rather than bubbling it and bubbling it and bubbling it and then just let it volcano out, you know, and it's not healthy because it, it does affect you internally because, hmm. like, you know, you said that I've always said that energy just goes somewhere and it will affect your body in other areas if you just resist it. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, you know, I mean, to quote our our coach, Brooke Castillo, she says that life is 50-50 and it's 50 good and Mm. 50 bad. And if we can just come to accept Mm. that, then what's there to be unhappy about, really? Totally. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, I think going back to how we're always trying to pursue this happiness, what happens as well is that you escalate the feeling so you have a feeling on top of the feeling so say you're feeling anxious for example because you think there's something wrong with you the feeling that then you get anxious about being anxious Mm. then you get sad about being sad then you get angry about feeling angry you know what I mean so you just perpetuate these feelings and expand them and that's how they can actually 
be very detrimental to your health because then you're just creating them to be like chronic feelings, which they're not meant to be, Mm. you know. So you sort of escalate the feeling, which just makes it, you know, it's like anxiety on top of anxiety, anger on top of anger, sadness on top of sadness, when why don't you just accept, oh, I'm sad. Let's feel this, see what's happening, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's like um, to get Buddhist on you for a moment, it's like Mm. acceptance is one of the number Mm. one lessons of Buddhism. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And accepting it doesn't mean that you have to, um, if something's not right, it doesn't mean that you just have to go along with it. But the idea is you accept it and then you try and change it from the place of acceptance. This is how things are right now, right here. Mm. I honour that. I accept it. But I would like to do something about that. And you take the steps to do that. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think there is a very big difference in, you know, acceptance and and condoning something, Mm. you know, like when when you think about how as humans we really bring on a lot of our own suffering, Mm. you know, like, for example, saying, oh, um, I don't know, you know, murder shouldn't happen, right? But it does. Yeah. And we know it does. So accepting that it happens it doesn't mean you're condoning the actions of someone Mm. but accepting it does happen you know it's going to stop a lot of the suffering that's unneeded absolutely and I actually love love that about changing something from a place of acceptance um it's it's really interesting I remember when you first told me about about that concept you know coming from from Buddhism and and stuff and then you sent me the books and I read all the books and did all the things of course (laughs) as you and I remember I remember the example you gave me and about acceptance like just to just accept how it is like if you literally open your front door there's a bushfire coming and you know it's going to burn your house down rather than arguing it you know accepting what is of course it sucks yeah but how can you argue like that sort of natural occurrence there's nothing really that you can do about it so accepting it there you you may stop some of the unnecessary pain you're going through yeah accepting it's happened and then deal with all right this is what is what do we do now you know that's it because it's the non-acceptance that starts Mm. the world thoughts in our heads it shouldn't be this All of it. Why is it this way? I don't want it to be this way. I want it to be how it used to be. Hello, me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, that's what it is. It's the resistance to it just gets you into those cycles, whereas the acceptance just goes, oh, okay, this is how it is. What am I going to do to change it or what am I going to do to work with it or? You know, it's it it comes from a a completely different place. One place is uptight and stressed, and you mm. know, if just thinking about it, shallow breathing, tense. Yeah. The other place is relaxed, slow, deep breathing, calm, rational. You know, thought. 
Oh, absolutely. And you know, any sort of decisions you make from being irrational, make from anxiety, make from anxious, make from all of that, you know, it's not clear decision making, mm. you know. So, it, yeah, I love that, make, making decisions and, and things from a place of, of acceptance in, in more of a, I guess, calm and logical manner rather than, you know, I think when you're sitting in anxious and stress and all of that, you're really making decisions from very instant, like reacting decisions rather than. That's it. Yeah. You're being mm. reactive. It's all just reaction, react, react, react. Yeah. Yeah. So toxic positivity, basically. Being positive all the time is not good for you. No. It's not. And and it's not realistic. No. and And the thing is, if you're a coach, just because you're a coach doesn't mean that you need to be positive all the time for your friends mm. and for your clients and for your family and everyone. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, being a coach does not equate to being a chronically positive person. Totally. I think like for me being a coach is about being a thoughtful well-rounded person who's willing to explore the different sides of things and to you know if your client comes to you and they they are feeling really awful and they have been feeling really awful for a while give them the space to like obviously you're not a therapist but give them the space to explore that and you know you can come at it from well what are the thoughts creating those feelings or one of the things that I love um, is when you just do, it's a really simple meditation with people and you just get them to go into their body and examine how the feeling feels in their body. You know, what is it? What colour is it? Is it heavy? Is it light? Does it have a smell? Does it have a taste? Does it have a temperature? Um, just doing something like that, if you're not comfortable talking about it, then just allowing them to examine how they're feeling that way um, can be really, really powerful. And you also, Mm -hmm. you often find that once you do do that exercise, that the feeling just dissipates itself, like during the course of doing that meditative exercise. Yeah, because you've actually truly felt it. Yeah. And... I think it's super powerful because then you can start to recognize it when it comes back, you know, and when that feeling's there again, you're like, oh, I know where this is in my body. I know this feeling is, you know, X, stressed, for example. And then you can acknowledge it the next time and be like, okay, I'm feeling stressed. What am I thinking? What's what's going on? You know, and you can really start to pinpoint what's actually happening from the inside and it's such an incredible place to be yeah I just I'll never forget the first time I did that I just thought it was ridiculous I'm like well excuse me no I'm not sitting here and feeling my feelings it doesn't have a color are you stupid no this is ridiculous and now it's one of my favorite things to do yeah it's so powerful knowing exactly what you're feeling it, it just, yeah, it, it changes you as a person. It's like it's emotional intelligence next level. Mm. It's incredible. And, and then further to that, acknowledging that I 
I'm allowed to feel this feeling. I'm actually allowed to feel this way. You know why? Because I'm human. That's a really important thing to remember, I think, that, you know, mm-hmm. like like you said um, earlier, today I feel sad and that's okay. That is yeah, probably, right. that is exactly what it's meant to be, you know, I think we're very hard on ourselves as women particularly. It's like, oh, I feel sad today. Yeah. No, you don't have time to feel sad. You've got to be doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Why are you feeling sad? Yeah. And this is where the gratitude things comes in, which, you know, gets my goat up when you're feeling negative feelings. It's like you shouldn't be feeling sad. That shouldn't work. You've got a house. You've got a family. You've got whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people, <laughs> there's children starving in Africa, which most of us heard as children when we didn't eat all our dinner. Mm-hmm. It's the shouldn'ts. You know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be feeling that way. You should be feeling grateful instead. Yeah, and I think that's where we start to learn to suppress it, you know, because it's exactly that. Mm. How dare you be feeling this way because you do have a roof over your head and you do have food on the table, you know. How dare you feel this way, you know, but and then, yeah, that's when you think something's very wrong because you feel that way. But, you know, regardless of where we are in the world and who we are in the world, we were all given the same set of feelings, right, mm. by whatever creator, whatever you believe in. You know, as humans, we feel all of these emotions regardless of where we are, what we're doing and who we are. Yep. So we're allowed to feel them. And along the same lines, like life is 50-50, no matter mm-hmm. who we are, where we are, what we do. Yeah. Mm. It's the same for all of us humans walking the earth. There are no Absolutely. And just, yeah. And just as the planet's evolved and we've evolved as humans, we, we still have the same feelings. So we're feeling them due to different circumstances, right, due to different things whereas back in the day we've got a feeling to run away from a lion whereas now that same feeling can be you know run away from posting something on social media but it's literally the same feeling Mm. you know it's so interesting so let's sort of switch it up a bit now and talk about how can we use because you know I think we've we've really covered the toxic positivity we've covered it So, so now let's talk a bit more about um and we've covered the importance of feeling your feelings. So how can we then leverage our feelings? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like use your, use your, I don't want to say negative feelings, but you know what I mean, those kinds of yeah. not unhappy feelings. How can you use those to create what you want in your life? Why, that's such a good question, Meg. Thank you. Shall I take it away? I, it was handing it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> the mic is all yours. Well, not to repeat ourselves, but going back to the acceptance of that feeling, knowing you're feeling that at the time and still taking the action regardless, not thinking, oh, you know, I feel sad or I feel angry or I feel whatever, which means I cannot do X, Y, and Z, which means there's something wrong with me, but there isn't. 
So acknowledge the feeling, feel it, and still take action on what it is that you're doing. That is where the power is. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think it comes with strength as well as once you start to acknowledge what these feelings are, you can then start to even develop the feeling, you know, so you you can sort of what you're about to do, think about, oh, if I have the feeling of dedicated right now, imagine what I could do. You know, where does dedicate, where does dedication, where can I feel that in my body? How can I get that feeling? How can I develop that feeling right now? Because that's the feeling I want to help me with this, you know, and you can start to try and almost conjure up the feeling based on your thoughts and how it feels in your body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And to be in a space to be able to do that, again, first you have to allow and work through any negative feeling that you're having Mm -hmm. like to clean Mm -hmm. the slate I suppose so to speak absolutely it's um yeah but I think the most important thing really is you know it's okay to feel angry and still take the actions that you want yeah it's okay to feel sad and still take the actions that you want you know, be in charge of your emotions. Don't let them be in charge of you. Yeah, absolutely. Because really it's, you know, we all know that your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions, mm. which create your results. Like it's life mm. coaching 101. Mm. So I suppose just on that thought alone, it is really ex- important to explore your feelings, both positive and unhappy <laughs> Don't want to say negative because they're not really negative, but both good and bad. Yeah. And how you can use those to move yourself forward or to help your clients move themselves forward in their life mm-hmm. and to achieve what they want to achieve. So the last sort of thought I want to leave you with, it's going back to Buddhism again. And Buddhists believe that before you achieve enlightenment or reach nirvana, that we are actually living in samsara. And samsara is the endless cycle of birth, death, and rebirth and all the suffering that goes along with that. So Buddhists believe that, you know, we're basically just living in suffering. And as life coaches, we know that that comes from the thoughts that we think. So, you know, To fully experience life and to fully embrace your life, you need to experience the good and the bad and allow the good and the bad and to help your clients allow the good and the bad as well. So I guess the final message that I would really love everyone to take away from this is it's important to create space for unhappy feelings with your clients and to acknowledge and let them happen before you help them clean up their thinking and try and move to a more positive thought or frame of mind. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. 
Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.